Hi guys, it's Udo's and welcome to the Udo show. Today I have a very special guest. His name is Chris Gronkowski and uh, he's been in NFL. He's been on Shark Tank and he has his own ice shaker. He's an entrepreneur and all that good stuff. Uh, welcome to the show, Chris, and thanks so much for joining me today. Um, thank you so much for coming in. Let's just get to it. So what was it like being in the NFL and what does it really take to join in everything? And once you're there, what is it really, really like? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, a lot of people see players and they think you're playing a game, right? Uh, you know, they, they might've played in high school uh, or as a kid and, you know, they kind of think that that's how it is. You know, it's fun. You're going to go out there. You're going to have a good time. Uh, but when it comes down to it, you know, it's, it's a job. And with any job, there's a lot of responsibility. Uh, it's hard. You could be fired anytime you're getting paid for it. And there's a lot of competition as well. So uh, you do play a game, you play it once a week and the other really six days of the week uh, it's all out uh, probably the most aggressive and intense job you can have. So um, definitely something that I would never trade. And um, you know, I knew what I was signing up for when I got into it and it was a great start uh, on life and absolutely love playing the game, but it was by far uh, definitely the hardest thing I've ever done in my life as well. Yeah. Like how do they treat you if you get like injured or something goes wrong? Like, are they treating you kind of like, oh, you're disposable or is it like, oh, just get back to it whenever you're, you know, feeling better kind of thing or does that ever come yeah. up? Yeah, it's next man up mentality. So it's, um, you know, it's a business. So they got to make money. They got to have the best players on the field. They're trying to win games. So mm -hmm. uh, if you get hurt, you're almost like damaged goods. Uh, <laughs> you'll usually get signed or uh, you'll get released with injury settlement. Uh, what I didn't know was actually my second year, I had, I had pec surgery, uh, I had a surgery I was out for the rest of the year. My pay got cut by 40% for getting hurt, which I didn't think was a, a possibility. I didn't even know that was a thing, but. What? Uh, That's crazy. So like, I mean, for me, like I can walk outside and I twist my knee a little bit and I'm like, oh my God, I'm out for a week. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how does that even work? I feel like, you know, somebody's just playing like NFL or any kind of sports, like they get injured like all the time, you know? Yeah, for sure. So uh, if you're out for the season, uh, the, it, it's kind of, it's like any other job. You're actually, if you get hurt on a job, uh, employers can cut your pet, your salary by up to 40%. So it's the same thing with the NFL. They do have to take care of you. Uh, they do have to pay, you know, for your surgeries or whatever you have, all your medical care after that um, as well until you're healthy again. But um, yeah, there's, there's really no difference between in the NFL or just like a normal job when it comes to injuries. Wow. That's crazy. So that basically made you kind of want to get out of, you know, the NFL and start other ventures, right? Uh, so I didn't want to get out. You kind of get forced out at some point. Uh, for oh, me, really? it was injury. Yeah. And a lot of times it's injury, which takes guys out. Um, I ended up getting hurt. I got an injury settlement. I tried to come back. I actually tore my hamstring and had to have surgery if I wanted to play again. Decided not to. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, most of the time it's not the guy choosing to leave. Uh, there's very few guys that leave on their own terms. Usually it's injuries or the competition. You're just you're not good enough anymore. Uh, you You age out. Or you're just being paid too much because you get paid more every year that you play. Uh, your, your minimum salary goes up. So for me, it was a combination of both. Got hurt. Um, wasn't really uh, getting a ton of offers anymore at that point anyways. And, and I moved on to the next thing. But 
it was a great start for me. Yeah. Uh, I used that money and I put it into business at that point. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great that, you know, you found the positive aspect out of all this, because, you know, so many of us will be like depressed and like, oh, my God, like my dreams and all this stuff is over. But there's so many things that you can pursue, like it doesn't necessarily have to be that one thing. There's many different ventures and there's so many opportunities out there. But I'm glad that you found the positive aspect out of everything and then went on to like the shark tank and entrepreneurship and like this ice shaker that you made, which is like so amazing. By the way, I have to get one of those because I work out all the time and I'm like, that's a great idea. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely said you went after this. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so talk, talk about that. How was that like starting this whole business and basically it's invention. So, how did you even invent this? Like, were you like in your kitchen and you're just testing different ways of doing stuff? Like, how did you even come up with that? It was, it was kind of like that. Um, I was at the gym. I had a plastic shaker bottle. It was hot out. Uh, it was sweating everywhere. And um, I took a sip of it. It tasted awful. And I went home that day. Like, there's got to be something out there that actually keeps your drinks cold that will actually blend it as well. Mm-hmm. And went home that day and went to buy one and there was just nothing out there at that time. So that was kind of the aha moment. Uh, and then I kind of did what you said, started taking cups, like trying to put different lids on them, doing the whole thing. And um, really it was a super basic idea. I was just going to take an insulated bottle and put a shaker top on it. Cause there was other insulated bottles out there at the time. There just was nothing that you, know, you could put a shaker top on and actually blend it with. Uh, so the idea kind of hit me um, at that point, I just kind of ran with it. Um, and six months into it, I was able to get on the ABC Shark Tank. And at that point, got offers from all five sharks, closed with Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez. And then it just took off, just took off after that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I had so many times where I like drank uh, protein shakes and, you know, the like gunks of protein oh, yeah. and all that. And then it gets hot really quick. Well, actually, protein, I feel like they're already even if you mix it with cold, it's still kind of like is a little on the warmer side for some reason, you know? So it's like great that this is like keeping everything cold and like the gunks are out of the way. And, you know, like it makes it easier, the whole experience of drinking like protein shakes. Cause it's not my favorite thing to do. You know, it's just like, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry i'm like getting into the whole protein shake i mean i kind of just avoided a protein shake because of that to be honest with you but no i have to like really get that so i can like drink my protein shakes and build up some muscles and stuff you know <laughs> yeah you shake it yeah for sure so um and when you went on shark tank did you like get super nervous right before because now you're like introducing this whole like new invention idea and you're in front of like Mark Cuban and all of the Shark Tank guys and like how was that like yeah so walking out there is definitely intimidating mm-hmm. the hardest part is that you pause and you you get all these different camera angles before it starts so there's just a bunch of cameras flying around you the lights are on and you're like man I was good like I was cool I was ready but now you guys maybe just sit here for two minutes and chill and at that time, like the sharks are right there in front of you. And, you know, you kind of get a little bit nervous, but the cool part was that they weren't just like staring you down. Like they show you on TV. It wasn't like this intense moment. They were chilling, like talking to each other, like 
they were on their phones, they were doing all that. So it felt like I was just around a bunch of friends at that point. So wasn't wasn't too bad. Uh, once you start talking, everything's good too. You just got to get by those first couple sentences. No, that's super cool. And like, how was that working with like Mark Cuban directly? Yeah, Mark's Mark's a beast. He's been on Shark Tank at that point for the last eight seasons. We were in season nine. He had a full team built out to help us. So uh, it's not him directly, you know, answering the phone calls. And, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's like, oh, it's Mark. Like, we're making an ice shaker, like making all the phone calls. <laughs> I wish I wish we'd be uh, definitely crushing it if that was the case. But he built out a full team to help us. So he does have what he calls uh, Mark Cuban companies. Uh, we, we have someone that we can call at any time, get some advice. I can connect directly with Mark if I need to. Uh, he actually answers emails within like five minutes. It's incredible. Yeah. But um, I only reach out when it's like really big things because at the end of the day, he's a multi-billionaire. So, you know, he invested 75000 into the company. I wasn't really expecting him to pick up the phone every time I called. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you like call them in the middle of the night, like, hey, I have this weird dream. What do you think it means? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you think something's going to happen with the ice shaker? You know, like, I mean, that, that's probably what I would do. <laughs> you would have probably sold the stock the next day. <laughs> right, like, just get out of here. Oh, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been so funny. I mean, that would have been like a whole nother, um, like, comedy kind of style movie. <laughs> Yeah, we could have done a whole, we did get an update, like a, a one-year update, but we could have done another one, like a five-year update would be pretty cool and show all these ridiculous messages from me and Mark. I know, right? So right now, are you allowed to talk about like how many sales and all that kind of stuff um, you kind of generated or is that like yes. confidential? No, we went, we had the one-year update, so it gave a pretty good... Um, just break down of where we we're at when we started when we first got there and then where we we're at one year later. So uh, when we first pitched on Shark Tank, we we're about six months into the company. We got about 80,000 in sales at that point. Uh, after the next 12 months after airing, we did about 3 million in sales. So there was a, a massive boost from, from being on Shark Tank. Wow. That's crazy. And like, what are you like planning on bringing on like other, um, products within the ice shaker or like creating more different type of products with shark tank or like like inventions have you thought of like other stuff to do along with the ice shaker stuff or something completely new for sure so we had one bottle one color one size when we got on the show we now have seven different product lines actual bottle lines and then multiple colors so we have over 100 different SKUs at this point uh, so we've, we've done well with different types of bottles and colors and sizes. And then we started to venture more into anything that will help you live an active and healthy lifestyle. So started doing uh, lunch boxes and that's done pretty well for us. And we'll continue to expand on really anything that we see and, and get requests from, from our customers. Uh, so customers come in and they say like, Hey, you know, I would love to see this, you know, can you guys make this or like, Hey, you know, I always bring my lunch. Yeah, I wish I had a bag that could hold an ice shaker in it as well so I could bring my lunch and my shaker together. Mm. Uh, that's, that's really where most of our ideas come from. And, and, and that's what we act upon because you know, we want to bring in whatever our customers are asking for. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, something that I thought about and a lot of my friends have been complaining to me about is, you know, they have kids and they send off their kids to school and they have like those like thermos for the kids and they put the hot food in there, but doesn't really stay that hot. So maybe that's like a venture for you, like, you know, (laughs) like keep the foods hot for the poor little kids that, you know, like they want to eat hot meals at school, you know, so yeah, I thought about that, too, because I was like, oh, my friends are always complaining about that. And, you know, that would be like a good idea. Um, and it's so weird. Like, how come nobody ever thought about that? But the same thing with your ice shaker, like nobody ever thought about that till you did it because, you know, people are just like, oh, I just drink it hot Oh, whatever. Like, I just eat the junks. I mean, the <laughs> Not the junks, the the gunks the yeah. <laughs> with the protein, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it's just. I don't know. It's just crazy. Like people need to like start inventing more. I feel like, well, you should do it yeah. for sure. Yeah. We could definitely implement something like that. Our, our, our bag does have two compartments. So one is, uh, or could be used for warm and one could be used for cold or they could both be used for, for warm or for, uh, or cold either way, but wow. that's definitely something we could do. And then, um, yeah, kind of going back to what you said, like a lot of people do think of these ideas. And I get people that tell me all the time that, they thought of ice shaker before I created it, but it's just very hard to act upon and actually put something uh, that you think of into play and actually create it. Yeah, because I thought of so many like ideas for inventions and I'm like, oh my God, then I have to do a pen and go to some kind of lawyer and, you know, like talk to some random person and then copyright it. And there's so many steps. Like, did you have to do all that or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In- yeah. When you think of the idea and then you, you you start doing it, you think it's going to be really easy and you're like, oh, yeah, this is the coolest idea. Everyone's going to want it, right? Yeah. And um, it's just not the case at all. If no one's heard of your brand, they're not going to be able to buy the product. They're not going to trust it. There's no reviews. You, know, you really have to do everything you can to get it out there. Mm-hmm. And you know, it doesn't really matter who you are, or what the product is. It's not just going to blow up on its own. Like it's, It takes a lot to get it off the ground. And then you just continue to just build momentum from there. Yeah, I mean, you made what, like 3 million within a year? That's still really good. Yeah, we were able to, uh, the first six months was 80,000. And that was really just from grinding it out, you know, getting on Amazon, trying to get the top listing there, going to shows, setting up booths, really doing everything I could to just scrape by at the beginning, get some sales and and just pretty much force friends and family to, to buy it, leave reviews. Uh, get as much content as I possibly could and just try to get it going because it that that was a hard part is really just no no back how do I sell this thing and I didn't know because I didn't have the experience doing it yet yeah. yeah and the other thing too is that you're already a brand uh, because you've been in the NFL then your brothers are kind of like you know they're they're known too and then you have also like uh, you know, Mark Cuban and the Shark Tank. So there's a couple different brands that attach. So it might have like helped push a little bit because I noticed like if you do something without any kind of brands attached at all, it's very, very difficult. Like, I mean, it's already hard enough as it is if you already kind of created your own brand to like start a new like, you know, like company or any kind of entrepreneur stuff. But then even then it's like, like pulling teeth at first. It's like trying to get those sales and like 
show people like oh my god my product is so good like you have to try it <laughs> you know so then you need like to bring other people to kind of like um bring more brand awareness and then kind of push it out even more and more so yeah it's 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 really difficult but i'm i'm really proud of you because that's like really hard to do i mean even being on shark tank would have been like super hard I, i'm sure like i would have just went on there and i'm like and then they're like next <laughs> <laughs> like what wait a minute i'm not done i just started you know so uh, i actually watched that episode and it's really cool like you and your brothers they all came out and you did this whole like almost like a beer pong <laughs> thing which made it so much fun you know um i was like i thought that was fun anyway so like that was really cool that you like kind of thought outside the box and didn't make it like kind of boring you know so yeah they they tried to make us make it boring and that was definitely an idea they weren't excited about but um got it pushed through and they said that's the last time anyone will be playing flip cup on abc <laughs> yeah but that made it fun like it's so different you know and it's thinking outside the box and that's basically what this show is about is like everything is outside the box and like i think everything i've personally done in my life has always been outside the box and anytime i try to like you know, just go and be very like follow all the rules and all that kind of stuff. It gets boring and it doesn't really work, you know. So out of the box is always good to me, you know. Um, so before I forget, I'm working on uh, changing the law right now against uh, hack leak crimes of private images and videos of, you know, underage girls and women and basically these hackers, they're getting sentenced as someone who's just committing a hack crime, um, which is kind of like hacking an email, basically. And they're not getting uh, sentenced as someone who's committing a sex crime, which is basically what they're doing, right? So I want to get more severe sentencing for those type of hackers and get them uh, sentenced as someone who's committing a sex crime, not a hack crime. So my question to you is, what do you think about the laws right now with technology and, you know, like the hackings and all, all of the kind of technologies and the laws? Is it, don't you think they're kind of outdated and uh, kind of, yeah, like old, <laughs> yeah. you know? When you say that, that's definitely, definitely shocking to hear. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I didn't know that was the case. And it is so easy now for, I mean, I've, I've read about just being able to hack phones, computers, um, you know, people even sell like little privacy things just to cover their cameras whenever they're on their computer. And that's shocking. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, that's, that's to hear that. And that's the law. That's um, the first time I've actually heard that. And that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, what's so crazy is that they literally can hack like a little 10 year old girl's uh, iPad and if they're walking around naked, they can actually like leak that to the internet. It's just, it's crazy. Like how the laws and the technologies are like, not like aligned. It's like the laws and the judges and everything, the whole justice system is like outdated and old kind of like they haven't kept, kept up with the technology at all. But here we have like these hackers that kept up with everything, right? So it's it's just crazy to me, but they definitely need to change these laws because it's it's affecting not just girls and you know women. It also affects obviously little boys and men. But it's just yeah, it's just crazy right now and how everybody's like profiting from it too. Like 
why isn't there any laws against profiting from uh, non-consensual sharing of images and videos online and it's it's crazy right yeah you, you see some celebrities get hacked as well but i didn't know the whole prosecution side of it is just considered hacking that's i mean there's really no difference between that and having an actual videotape and, and you know sharing that i mean that that you would get you know accused for a crime of soliciting under a sex or, or distributing it. So yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy that that is, that is the law that they only consider that hacking. Yeah. So that's, what's so weird too, is that there's like uh, something called a re- revenge porn law, which is if one person records another person and puts it online, they can get sentenced, but someone who's literally going after hundreds and thousands of girls or women or boys or whatever, they're, they're just getting sentenced as, a hack crime, which is so weird to me. Like, how is one person getting a longer sentencing than someone is doing this to like hundreds and thousands, you know? So yeah, definitely need to change. But let me just ask you, what are some of the new ventures that you're pursuing right now? New ventures? Uh, I, I've kind of settled down on what I have going on. Um, yeah. With Eyeshaker, it, it's it's definitely my full time but with that we have so much that we're always working on so a lot of the cool stuff we do is different partnerships we are partnering up with the u.s army to do an official u.s army camo bottle uh, mm-hmm. that we're really excited about because we love supporting our military uh some of that money goes back to their their foundation as well and mm-hmm. um we're, we're pumped for that one so that's that's definitely the next one that i'm i'm excited about and super pumped to continue to work with our military no, that's super good. Especially right now, there's like the whole world is like so crazy right now with the Ukraine and the Russia and we don't know what's going to happen, you know, so I I hope that there's no like war, like a crazy war breaking out, you know, more than what it already is. And like this one just ended like fast, you know, like no more wars. It's like we're in 2022. Why do we even have wars anymore? It makes no sense. Like we we just passed covid I mean, it's still already going on, but just one thing at a time, please. Like, no more. <laughs> you know, like, we've already been, everybody's been tortured enough. We don't need more stuff added on, you know? So, yeah, I think probably like the best choice is to put, like, um, you know, I call him Putin, but <laughs> it's Putin, 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 <laughs> like, Putin in French is like whore, but yeah. So like we should put those two guys in like a therapy session, maybe like a couple's <laughs> counseling and like get it all sorted out. And so everybody could be peaceful and nice, you know, like it's just too much right now. But um, what do you think about um, like uh, you have daughters, right? I got got one coming. You got one got coming? I thought you had a daughter already. But yeah, maybe that's where I like got it wrong. Yeah, three boys and um, a girl on the way. Nice. So with the little girl, like, are you like going to be like super overprotective over her, like more than the boys? Or is it just like all of them, the same amount of protection? Uh, No, I think she's going to get away with uh, a lot more. um, Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) And get pretty, I mean, as as the baby and as the only girl, it's, uh, yeah, she's probably going to get whatever she wants. 
No, I, I totally understand. Especially when it's little girls, you're just like, oh my God, you okay, you can get whatever you want. Like, <laughs> you know, they're so cute. But I think women are like that with boys and then men are kind of like that with girls, you know? Like, they're like, okay, you can get whatever you want. It's like, whatever. But, um, and then I also wanted to ask you, um, what are like some of your advice if somebody wanted to pursue a NFL what should they kind of expect? What kind of steps should they kind of go about to like, you know, follow that dream? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I mean, the first thing is, is it's definitely not for everyone. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, you do have to have some kind of just God given gifts. Uh, you have to have some kind of talent. So, uh, there is certain positions that you could, even without a lot of talent could kind of figure out how to do it and, um, could have a chance doing that. But, uh, for the most part, you have to have some kind of talent first and foremost. And then after that, it's it's a lot of hard work. So uh, something that my dad helped us with when we were in high school and when we were younger was uh, having a weight room. You know, he actually started a whole business around fitness equipment because he wanted to get a weight room for us in our yeah. basement. So lifting weights was big. Uh, it definitely helped us get to the next level. The second thing that I thought was, was huge was uh, a speed coach, like actual technique for running and your speed is something that really in any sport is going to help you get to that next level. Mm -hmm. um, and then last but not least, like a lot of guys don't make it to the next level to the NFL level because they just don't have the grades and they don't pass school. So uh, yeah. with football, you actually have to be in college for at least three years. Um, mm -hmm. It's not like other sports where you can go for a year or skip college altogether. Uh, so if you want to get to the NFL level, you have to at least pass uh, your classes for, for, for college for, for three years. So get good grades and, and just really actually focus on school and get it done. Just get it, get in those habits early on, do your schoolwork. And that's going to help you first off, learn a playbook as well, because they're not easy to learn, uh, but it's going to help you get through school a lot easier. And uh, all that stuff helps like the NFL scouts know everything. They look at everything. So if you are a good student, all that does is help you first get to college because they don't want to give scholarships to players that are just going to drop out. You know, that's a complete waste for them. And mm -hmm. then NFL, because they want, they want guys that are smart as well. Um, so, and, and you got to get through college to get there. So those are, those are definitely my tips. And um, again, just a lot of hard, hard work. And then sometimes you just got to get lucky that you don't get hurt because it is a physical sport where you can be an amazing player and you're just one injury away from, from never playing again, unfortunately. Yeah, you got to pray to the NFL gods, like, <laughs> please, please keep my legs protected, my arms and my body. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter how much you prepare for that. Sometimes you get hit in the wrong way and you're going to get hurt pretty much no matter what. Yeah, I mean, you never know what life kind of throws at you. So it's great that you can kind of roll with the punches and go with the flow because you don't know what is going to be the biggest thing for you in your life. And maybe even after this, something bigger comes along and, you know, you're going to have more success and more, you know, profit or whatnot, and everything will fall into place even more than what you already thought, right? So you never know. It's it's a interesting route of like what life has to offer, I think. Um, uh, also, what I wanted to see was if there's anything uh, that you're working on right now that you want to talk about, uh, kind of push on 
my show, you know, like we have the ice shaker, but like, uh, is there any other links or where can we find you? What, what else do you want to talk about right now? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, check me out, drop me a comment on any of my social media pages at Chris Gronkowski. Uh, check out ice shaker at ice shaker or IceShaker.com. We're also uh, in, in a bunch of retail stores, GNC, Vitamin Shop, Lifetime Fitness. Uh, but yeah, check check it out and um, let me know what you think. Yeah, for sure. And I'm also going to add uh, all of Chris links uh, in my description so you can follow all his social media and um, uh, check out his ice shaker. <laughs> so yeah, I can't wait to personally try your ice shaker. So I'm going to be like, shake, 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 da ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Gronkowski yeah. shake. <laughs> Do my own little song. Got it down already. Yeah. No, but thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking your time to get on my show and talk about all of this stuff because I think so many people find it interesting. Like, how do you do the NFL stuff, the Shark Tank, entrepreneurship? Like, this is like big topics, you know, and it's very, all of these uh, topics are very hard to get into. So, um, it's very inspiring. So thank you so much for being on my show. And, um, yeah, um, I can't wait to talk to you again in the future. <laughs> Maybe we could do it in person, <laughs> you know? Thanks so much. Thanks for having me today. All right. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Yeah, bye.